Welcome to the Crystalline Exploration Series on Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts, and I hope you enjoy this. What I want to talk about today is what crystal healing is and expand upon the chakras that we had already spoken about in a prior episode. So first, I would like to talk about just how much I love stones and crystals and how much they affect my everyday life. Um, There are many different ways you can utilize crystal healing and for many different reasons, whether it be a physical ailment, emotional, spiritual, psychological, whatever your problem is, there is always a solution via crystal healing that can help in conjunction, of course, with any, you know, uh, medical advice, of course, from your doctors. But I find that besides medical advice or medications, that crystals really help heal and they help boost our energy, boost our vibration, boost so much inside of us. It's incredible how the medical community has not embraced, you know, adding crystalline prescriptions to whatever else they're doing because it definitely can't hurt you. There's only an upside for it. So, you know, I am now going and mining my own stones. Um, I live in New York, so I go to Herkimer County, which is famous for their Herkimer diamonds, which is a very high vibrational stone. Um, But I can't wait to get to the rest of the... United States. There's so many beautiful mines in beautiful places like Colorado and Arizona and I mean just everywhere in every state. So, you know, it's it's something that I love. I have a what I call my crystal tower at home and it's actually a tower of about 7 to 8 drawers that are filled with my precious primary crystals that I utilize for my spiritual business. Um, And then I have, you know, loads and loads of storage space um, in, in other places. And I also utilize, you know, jars with, you know, just a specific species of crystals. So basically my home is high vibing. I also have organite which is crystals in resin with copper, usually some sort of metal. And what this does is it gets rid of any EMF emissions, any negative um, emissions from Wi-Fi, from television, from electronics, fiber optics, and negative energies just in general around your house. And it can soak it up and it's something that you don't need to cleanse like selenite. Um, There are certain stones and there are certain um, things that 
can actually either cleanse other stones or they can boost the um, the healing properties or whatever that stone is purposeful for. Um, so it's just purely amazing. Um, so in this first part, before we get into the chakras and the subtle energy bodies, let's talk about what crystal healing is. Okay, so crystal healing is what it is. It's an integrated, therapeutic, energetic process. It's holistic. It works with the whole person rather than, you know, what is in most probably a symptom or a deeper disease. It acts on body, psyche, soul, and environment. The definition of healing that I find most useful follows. Quote, illness is a dis-ease, the, fi the final manifestation of spiritual, environmental, psychological, karmic, emotional, or mental imbalance or distress. Healing means bringing mind, body, and spirit back into balance and facilitating evolution for the soul. It does not imply a cure. Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. So with that, it doesn't cure per se, but it helps with symptoms a hell of a lot better than some medications out there. And I, I know this myself because I utilize it myself for certain conditions. Like I have gallstones and gallbladder attacks. And if you know anything about that, they're very, very uh, painful. And I use um, bloodstone for that. And I could take all the ibuprofen in the world and still have the same effect. It's an anti-inflammatory. And I use three of them, one above my navel, one at my navel, and one below. Even though the pain is usually on the right side, I don't put it on the actual pain. The layout and the prescription for this is right where I said. And you also, during a gallbladder attack, have this tremendous pain on your right shoulder blade. And usually you can't sit comfortably, lay comfortably, or stand comfortably. So it's really difficult when you're in the midst of an attack to, you know, have to lay down and, and you know, put crystals on your body. But believe it or not, within five to ten minutes, I'm already feeling better. So, I mean, it's a difference between putting stones on my body or ingesting eight 100 to 1,000 milligrams of ibuprofen for the pain. And, you know, that's a lot of ibuprofen, but that's how much it takes. And it takes a heck of a lot longer for the results. So that's just an example. Um, you know, to facilitate that coming back into balance, you know, we use crystals. And why so many? Well, each crystal offers unique properties. There may be a need to cleanse and block, sedate, or activate energies. For that, different colors and disparate crystals are required according to the vibrational state of the person or environment. There is no one-size-fits-all in crystal work. 
You know, each person has their own specific frequency, which differs from anyone else's due to their past experiences, their ancestral inheritance, their environment, nutrition, their beliefs, and so on. So finding a crystal that resonates with you and brings you back into balance is key to maintaining well-being and evolving spiritually. So, again, if we want to compare it to some medications, everybody has a different chemical makeup in their body. So one medication might work well while another won't. And it's kind of the same thing with crystals, you know. Um, across eons of time, the perceived properties of crystals have remained remarkably consistent. Hematite, for example, has an affinity with blood, especially as it did in the Mesopotamia and Egypt thousands of years ago. Selenite is still regarded as crystallized divine light. A vast body of knowledge has built up regarding affinities between crystals and organs of the body and chakras. Mapping physiological interaction, crystals energetically regulate the hormonal and other systems in addition to bringing mind, body, and spirit into harmony. So that's an added plus. It's not just affecting you physically, it's affecting you spiritually and mentally. You know, light and color have a profound effect on the functioning of the pineal, pituitary, and other glands in the body supporting traditional use. The most direct method of using a crystal for healing is to place it over the site of the disease or pain and leave it in place for 5 to 15 minutes once or twice a day. You could, of course, wear a crystal for long periods of time, but remember to cleanse it regularly. And I do that. And that you can do in crystal jewelry. I work with an amazing um, crystal jeweler in Milan. Her name is Francesca. And she is the artist in Giardino Blue. And she uses all natural stones. And her jewelry is the only jewelry I will wear. Because not only are they incredibly gorgeous, but their energy isn't cut from being tumbled. Their, their energy is authentic. It's placed in a, in a space where I need it. So whether it's on my hand and it's, it's utilizing my, my palm and finger chakras and my arms or in a necklace where it's either going to be at my throat, which will help my endocrine system, or if I have problems with communicating, that's the throat chakra, or at my heart, and there's three chakras there. There's, you know, just for the heart chakra. So it depends on the stones. You can wear them in so many different ways. You can wear something even in a coil and put a natural stone in there and then take it out or just hold it. But what is important is cleansing it because there are certain stones that absorb the energy. For example, like Apache Tears. They're um, a form that will, and they have, they almost look like they're black and they almost look like they have little craters in them. 
and they absorb all, especially negative energy. So I have a beautiful Apache tear ring from Francesca, and when I wear it, I cleanse it every single day. And like I said in other episodes, you know, the best way to cleanse jewelry is either by smoke or by breath. Um, I tend to use, uh, when I first get a stone, uh, whether it is for myself, just a plain stone, or if it's a piece of jewelry, I tend to cleanse it with sage. And that's because, you know, from the time it's packed up through all the people who have touched it, you know, their energy has seeped into it. And, and these stones and crystals, whatever crystal or stone it may be, except for just a few who don't absorb energy, but 95% of them do, if not more. Um, you know, if somebody's having a bad day and the UPS guy is touching it and or having an argument with a coworker or a wife, I mean, that energy is going into the stone. So by the time I get it, you know, there's... There's stuff already filled up with it that I really don't want to just place on my body. So what I do is I use white sage and I cleanse it. And I ask that all negative energy entities and negative emotions be removed from the stone. And once I'm done with that, I charge it. I hold whatever it is. And, you know, stones have preconceived meanings. So, you know, amethyst is good for the third eye. It helps with, you know, intuition and all the clear abilities and and all the other stuff. But I try not to, especially I I utilize a lot of unique stones that aren't as kind of general, like amethyst, rose quartz, you know, those kinds of stones that you can't help but know the meaning of. Um, But like certain stones that, I know the meaning of, but I want to see what the stone speaks to me. So when I go to charge the stone, I put it at my heart chakra and I just meditate with it. And I feel, you know, where it's affecting me in my body, what the stone is speaking to me, because it's an energy being. It's not just, you know, some rock that has has no effect on anything because rocks all have energy. These crystals are energy beings. Everything emits energy. So the fact that we're even talking about the fact that these crystals can heal, they have energy that's going to affect you. And like I said before, it affects everybody differently. So even though I'll know what a stone is, metaphysical properties are, um, I will then, you know, just try and remove that from my mind, silence myself, silence my mind, hold it to my heart, and, you know, see what I get for the stone. And then I know what to use it for. You know, it's it's just the way it is. And I really suggest you do that yourself. Before you look up what the stone does or um, what it's used for, you know, or if you listen to it here, you know, feel the stone. If you're interested in something, because a lot of times I will suggest and talk about stones that I'm using or have used, like I'm doing a series on Robert Simmons's 
um, stones for the new consciousness. And I believe there's 60 some odd um, stones there and they're quite unique. And a lot of them, um, a lot of them I've bought directly from him on his, on his store. So, um, because it's super complicated, but once you get into his astralite, um, he has, um, some sort of activation that he does with certain stones. So you can't really buy them anywhere else. I mean, you probably could on Etsy, but they've bought them from him. I've, I've looked for certain stones on Etsy and found Robert Simmons's certifications of the authenticity of the stone and, um, or, you know, if it's a pendant, you know, it, it was, it's attached to one of his cards, um, again, I only wear Francesca Mancini's jewelry, and I really highly suggest you go over to giardinoblue.com. Um, we're going to be doing a couple episodes on crystals together, which I'm super excited about, and, um, you'll hear us talk about, about, you know, what crystals do, how crystals heal, and basically a more in-depth conversation than what I'm talking about now, but it's G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O-B-L-U.com, just in case you want to head over there and look at the beautiful, unique pieces that she has. She has them by intention. She has them by you know, whether you're looking for rings or bracelets or earrings or necklaces, honestly, I mean, I've, I've bought from other artisans before and there is nothing that compares to Francesca's work. I, I really can't suggest to treat yourself enough from, from one of her pieces, but, um, I digress. So, you know, if it's an ongoing ailment, then, you know, you can place it on the area for 5 to 15 minutes a day. Um, there are specific layouts. What I do in my spiritual practice is it's called crystal prescriptions. And I can do either in-person or distance crystal healing. I do crystal gridding where you're placing it in a geomet- uh, sacred geometric um, grid that utilizes many, many stones. So the doesn't make a difference whether it's in person or if it's distance. It works. So, you know, it, you don't have to be in Manhattan in order to utilize um, my knowledge as a crystal healer or if you just need a crystal prescription and you're somewhere else and you'd rather have it done in person, I have no problem prescribing something because I do work from many, many different ideologies when it comes to crystal healing. And I don't just follow one person's um, suggestions or one person's layouts from when I learned way back when. Um, So it's just a matter of um, tailoring it to your specific need. Um, you know, these crystals, they, they activate and they cleanse and they re-energize the energy center. And 
organs connected with it. Realigning and harmonizing chakras where appropriate. Or purify and protect the whole body or space. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can have different stones in different places for different things. So, you know, if you find yourself having a strong reaction to a stone, um, specifically the high-energy stones like Herkimer Diamond, Moldavite, any of the Synergy 12, you know, you can just um, a little bit every day expose yourself to the stone so that way it... Um, you'll get used to it and you won't feel so lightheaded or whatever the, um, the, the side effect may be. Like anything, what's good for one person isn't good for another. Some people can be very, very sensitive to, um, to crystals so or stones. I mean, I just like to stay, say stones because that includes crystals and it includes other types of stones like agates and jaspers and, you know, just so many different species. So um, when we come back, uh, we'll be talking about the different chakras, and there are many, and subtle energy bodies. So stay tuned. and welcome back. So now I want to talk about the aura and subtle bodies. Biomagnetic fields, subtle energy bodies radiating our out from our physical body in interpreting waves connect via the chakras. You know, these auric fields link to multi-dimensional frequencies and our blueprints holding information, bio-memories, and engrams, which are bundles of energy holding deeply traumatic or joyful memory pictures, from which the physical body is constructed. Crystals entrain subtle bodies back into equilibrium, healing energetic holes, energy depletion, distortion, or imprinted patterns that no longer serve or which ultimately create physical dis-ease. So we have the physical etheric body, and its function is, it's what it is, it's a biomagnetic, biomagnetic program holding imprints of past life disease. Injuries and beliefs, the physical etheric body contains subtle DNA activated or switched off by behavior, emotions and beliefs, this in turn affects DNA and the physical body. The chakra connection here are the seven traditional lower frequency chakras and soma, past life, ultra major, and casual vortex chakras. Now, I'm going to do a whole episode on chakras because there are so many of them. I'm going to talk about 21 different chakras. So, this will make sense when you hear about, you know, the seven traditional other ones in the body, okay, um, the main ones that you hear about, whether it's in yoga or if you know about 
chakras at all. Um, and then we're going to talk about other chakras. Like, so the soma is where the hairline is, you know, there's past life and, and I mean, just, there's just so many. So the next subtle body is the emotional body. And the emotional body is imprinted with emotions and feelings, attitudes, uh, heartbreaks, traumas, dramas from present and previous lives. The emotional body contains engrams, okay? And again, engrams are, you know, um, the pictures and bundles of energy holding those memories from past lives. So dis-ease in this body is reflected in the knees and feet, which act out in, in, in our insecurities and fears, or our heart and our abdomen. The, the chakra connection to the emotional body is the knees, solar plexus, which is basically around your navel, um, the base and sacral, which is the root, uh, the root chakra, just down by your um, the end of your spine, the um, sacral, which is below your navel, throat, which is of course at your throat, heart, and which is the main heart chakra, which is kind of in the middle of the three. The mental body is created from thoughts, memories, credos and ingrained limiting beliefs from past and present lives. The mental body holds imprints of authority figures from the past, along with incultated ideologies, you know, attributes to different points of view that may not hold any resonance for you right now. And this chakra connection to the mental body is the throat and head chakras and the lower body. Then we have the karmic subtle body. And what this does is it holds imprints of all previous lives and the purpose for your present life. The karmic body contains mental programs, physical imprints, emotional impressions, and beliefs that may be, you know, contradictory to, you know, creating internal conflict. When it's balanced, evolutionary intent is actualized. So the chakra connections with the karmic body are past life, ultra major, and casual vortex chakras. It may affect the soma, the knee, and the earth star chakras as well. We also have the ancestral body. The ancestral body is everything that is inherited down both sides of the ancestral lineage. So, you know, from your, your paternal and your maternal sides. And... It's at the physical or more subtle levels is held in the ancestral body, including family sagas, belief systems, attitudes, of course, culture, loss, expectations, traumas and dramas. You know, healing sent down the ancestral line to the core experience rebounds forward to heal the future. So ancestral imperatives must be released before soul evolution occurs. So if you have something that you even know about from uh, stories from your parents about things that have happened uh, to, 
you know, some of your ancestors, and I don't mean ancestors that have to go back, way, way back to people that you don't know. It could be great uncles. It could be, you know, um, grandparents, great grandparents. Um, those are things you know of things that have happened, um, that need to be healed. Um, but of course, like, I said, there are people we don't even know of, never heard of, because our ancestral lines go really, really far back. So, you know, you may have something that is kind of regurgitating now for you that has nothing to do with something that's really going on in your life. It's something that is passed down from your ancestors, and this affects your ancestral body. You know, our physical body is not the only body that we have. We have all these layers. It's kind of like an onion. And at the core is the physical. But you have each of these bodies that I'm speaking about, um, you know, layering out. So, you know, of course, first is the physical, which is kind of your core. Then the emotional, the mental, the karmic, the ancestral. And now I'm going to be talking about the planetary and spiritual light body. So there's quite a lot of layers to this. Um, the planetary body is linking into the physical planet and the Earth's etheric body and meridians. The planetary body connects to the wider cosmos, luminaries, planets, and stellar bodies. Cosmic or soul dis-ease is corrected through the planetary subtle bodies. The chakra connections here are past life, ultra-major, casual vortex, soma, stellar, and Gaia gateway chakras. So you have in our onion, we have the core, which is your main physical body. And so you think about you have, you know, the emotional, the mental, the karmic, ancestral, planetary, and spiritual life body. That's, you know, six other layers that are emanating and right, you know, layer by layer by layer from the physical body out all around you, 360 degrees. So, you know, some people call it auras. These are energetic, you know, bodies that are, you know, having an effect on you on, in an incredible way. And so there's a lot of healing that needs to be done in order to rebalance and, and you know, get the equilibrium back so you can live your best life now. You don't want to have to do this over again. You know, you don't know how many incarnations that you're going to have. I know for myself, this is my last incarnation, so I have to get my crap right. <laughs> so I'm not messing around. Our last and not least subtle body is what's called the spiritual light body. And it inter it's integrated, it's luminous, it's vibrating energy field. The light body connects the physical body, the subtle energy bodies with spirit or soul and the wider cosmos. So... The light body is just, it's kind of like the icing on the cake. And our physical body is the cake, the cake inside. And the layers in between 
are the emotional, mental, and everything else. The chakra connections with the light body is all of them, especially the Soma, Soul Star, Stellar Gateway, Gaia Gateway, Ultimajor, and Casual Vortex. So this is just a little insight into, you know, your aura and all the other energy bodies that are after your physical. So it gives you something to think about. There's a lot of different things at play here. And there's a lot of ways that we can heal certain things with stones by putting them certain places in our body or on a grid and healing ourselves because we're all on this spiritual journey at some point, you know, um, I started it, my, my chakras started, um, getting, uh, activated when I was very young. Um, but especially when I was of, in my teenage years and, uh, for me, my palm chakras, which affect your, your palm, your fingertips and your lower arms, you know, I, I would get these sensations there and it was almost like, and, and it helps me today because they're very sensitive. So it helps me with um, crystals and, and stones and, and feeling them and knowing, you know, what is what and what I need to use them for and if I need to use them at all. Um, but it also helps into my research into what crystals work for what. And it helps with my clients. And it helps with prescriptions. So, um, but I would get this, you know, out of nowhere, this feeling. And it was almost like adrenaline, but coming from my palms, my fingertips, and the inside of my lower arms. And I just knew that a friend would be coming to visit who I didn't keep in touch with on a daily basis out of nowhere, and I'd just be like, okay, oh, well, you know, my friend is coming, and I would just know it, I never thought anything, you know, spiritual, or, or energy related to it, <laughs> I just knew, and sure enough, you know, later on, after I got out of school, and I was done doing what I needed to do, and I was home, the bell would ring, and it'd be my friend, and it was just like, I didn't, it was amazing how I didn't didn't think twice about it. And it wasn't until my early twenties that I started this spiritual journey and it's, it's been very illuminating and helping others makes it so worth it. It's, it's been a long, long journey and I'm still going through it. And so are you. And so is the person next to you and the person next to them. We're all going through this spiritual journey. This is why I want to do it together. So, Tomorrow, I would like to do the episode on the 21 different um, chakras. And there's going to be earthly subpersonal chakras, personal chakras, and the transpersonal, which are the spiritual chakras. So there's quite a bit, um, but we will get through them all. I will explain them. And I will also try and give you colors of different stones that relate to them as well. So it will be a lengthy one. I To do it today, you'd be listening to me for hours, and I know that it's something that I don't want to do. Um, 
So have an amazing day wherever you are. And I send you healing vibes and giving you all my love and light. Take care.